0: 1235 in Evanson. welcome back everybody Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer with you Well, this is one of my favorite days of the week uh, Just because I got to work with a guy who Once said the Oilers would lose in three to Detroit And it was the only time ever he was wrong as opposed to yours truly, who my wife has told me is wrong almost on a uh, hourly basis. This is Oilers Now. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. The province of Alberta built on the back of a horse. We'll tell you the guests on the show received gift certificates for Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Maggie and the staff Oilers Now sent you. How are you doing? Okay, Bob, oh, let me let me cue you up there. There we
1: Jeez, go. Come on. We Swap. do this
0: every week. I know, but I'm a I'm a little you know tired, frankly. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. See, no. people they they go, oh, what are you whining about? You got the, you got the greatest, and you know what? It's it is a great job. Pretty good job. It is it is a pretty. Good job. Job. Is a, is a we pretty could good... have real jobs. Right. We do, but I will tell you that there are times when you roll in at three o'clock in the morning, where the thought. Now,
1: thankfully, yeah. they're coming in on a three-game heat, like three-game winning. So yeah, I'm not going to call it, it It's a long road trip, and you come in at three in the morning, and then you're back here today. I commend you because I've been there, and you're tired today. Yep. Don't yeah. worry, Bob. I'll carry you for the next hour. No oh. problem. Yeah. You ever had to boost anybody
0: up three three o'clock in the morning? Um, Sitting there using your phone as a, uh, as, yeah, a as a light a, as a light yeah. and sit there. Uh, better not. Better better make sure that red one doesn't go to the black one, and the black one doesn't go to the red one, or we might be screwed. Well, now here. We're both going to need a boost, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the perils of living here in Edmonton, where I can't remember the last time I got out of bed, looked at the thermometer, and it didn't start with a two a minus twenty. That yeah. is.
0: Like, yeah. Kind of like your plus-minus of media oh hockey back, back in the like 90s. Oh, my God. It's like my grades. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right? the, the thermometer's like <laughs> or my grades. with
0: by, my absences and withdrawals at university. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to have more Ws than you have completed courses. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. But it's getting warmer.
0: Now, you have a, uh, a humorous uh, anecdotal story you about...
1: Were, so you were boosting Keith Gretzky last night?
0: Uh, well, you know, we don't fully like
1: to... Yes. Yeah, right. Well yeah. oh, hey. We all have vehicles. Uh, right. gr- um Jimmy Matheson always tells a story about when he was a, you know, a grown adult and uh driving a rather uh college type of car. <laughs> I forget what it was, but it was a piece of crap. And uh, here he is after a game out at Old Northlands Coliseum, and his car won't start, and who comes over, but the, like a 20-year-old Wayne Gretzky drives by and goes, oh, Maddie, can I give you a boost? Maddy's thinking, where did I go wrong, man? I'm like 40. <laughs> My car's, you know, worth as much as this guy. But if you were close. to think of
0: anybody that would do <laughs> that,
1: he would be the one guy that, like, that's... Oh, for sure. Like for sure. That, Most hockey guys, Gretz for sure, He's, he would never big-time you and drive... Ever. Almost... I don't know many hockey guys, frankly, that drive past you in that situation right, like that. Right. They're going to stop.
0: Well, was it Brooks like a couple of years ago? The woman had the flat after mm-hmm. Washington got eliminated from the playoffs, in and he's the out there. He's out there in a highway in a suit changing the woman's uh, tire for him. So, it's awfully nice. that it's a is a nice. That's a guy. Come on. Yeah. Well, and you know what? what you uh, I mean, we could. You know, you mentioned Keith there for a second, Speck, and right now Bob Nicholson is down at the GM meetings in Boca Raton, and yes. uh, there's some names that have floated out there. I mean. We've been mentioning Kelly McCrimmon and Mark Hunter as options for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I heard Dave Notus yesterday. Of TSN's Darren Dreger. I'm not at this stage of the game. A Dave Notus guy. He's you know I'd rather see somebody uh, get a get an opportunity. You know what I mean? I, I respect Dave's work and all that stuff, but I think they're. But uh, just back to Keith for a second, because uh, he's not. There's this mythology. Well, you, you can't hire him because he's he's part of the Oilers' old boys. Well,
1: actually. He's not. He's the Gretzky that kind of has to grind, doesn't he? Like yeah, that. he's exactly. That's a good way to put it. You know what? I, I think that the, the people who know, the people who are smart. Realize that Keith Gretzky is not A, one of the old boys club, or B, where he is because of Wayne, right? right? If if when I meet someone who thinks that, I just can immediately look at them and think, okay, that guy doesn't know. He's you're, you're the kind of guy
0: that believes wrestling is real.
1: Yeah, well, sure. They're just not educated. It's easy to say that. Like, there's a lot of things that are easy to say if you don't do any research and, and figure things out, and that's one of them. Oh, his last name's Gretzky. I you know I know exactly everything about him. Well, you don't because he's a he's an old bird dog. He reminds you a little bit of like a Jimmy Benning. Yeah. Right. Um, I have no you know I actually the more I get to know Keith Gretzky, the more I feel like sure he could be a GM in this league. He could do the job. I have no problem if they make a choice. Uh, if if Bob Mickelson ends up hiring someone else because he feels that man sure. is a better candidate, I'm sure. fine with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, what I think would disappoint me is if. For some reason, Keith Gretzky gets disqualified from contention because of his last name. That to me is simply not right. Right? Is that fair? And you,
0: the one thing I—he's a guy. Yeah. You
1: would never find uh, like
0: you know. I would not use the word of humility to describe Peter Shirelli. Okay. I'm, I don't. I don't want to kick sand on him. I've said my piece. My piece is that this pro player procurement cap management was not good under Peter's watch. In other words, he lost trades and put the team in a tough spot cap wise. Yep. Amateur side and development, he started to got, help the organization get in the right direction. So that's... For sure. Now, was Peter the warmest guy to deal with? No. And we know that. He didn't really like to engage in that. Conversely, the Gretzky's, plural, are the antithesis of that. They're, they are accessible. When they're, you know, when, when Keith's been around the team, and he's been around the team a lot here over the yep. last couple of months... Um, and when Wayne's around, and and you know he's like, I think he's coming into town. Not this homestand, but next homestand, he was on. He's around, and he's he's accessible, and you see him. So, yep. the, but they are very, uh, <laughs> for you know, for Wayne being probably the most famous. Can is would you say he's the most famous Canadian of all time? Who? Ah, jeez. Oh, is there a more famous what about ca- Mr. dress Dress-Up? Yeah, I don't think he counts. <laughs> Were you a Casey or Finnegan guy back in the day? I don't know, Bob. I, well, well, if I'm you're going to make that. a Mister Dressup reference, you better get that. That kind of guy. Well, I don't, okay. <laughs> it's like Oscar Madison <laughs> and Felix Ungar here. Move on. Here, yes, okay? but uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But anyways, like the humility that comes from that family when you,
1: yeah. talk, right? Yeah. But listen, okay. So I love the fact as a journalist, and, and I've been spending. I spent the whole road trip. I, I, no, I three of the five, three either. of the five games. Yep. But I ran into Keith a lot, and I've ran into Keith more in a week than I ran into Petruelli in six months, um, because he's standing in the press box. He's coming out in between periods for a coffee, like everyone else does so i love that as a journalist and i think our listeners should like that because it enlightens us both bob we can ask questions we become smarter we know what's going on with the team a little bit more our opinions are definitely more accurate on players and what's going on because we're talking to the boss now having said that that is a very small piece of the pie when i talk about criteria to be the next year
0: can i ask you a question does it matter if the guy fundamentally understands Edmonton or understands the market, because I have people saying, "Well, wow, Bob Nicholson better go outside of the hockey Canada realm, and he better, uh, you know, better not just be Western Canadians only." Well, we just brought a guy in that had no connection to the marketplace. Yeah, I, and, I think it's a small piece of the pie. Bob. Yeah, I think it's a small. piece.
1: You know what? You don't go and you don't get to be the general manager in Quebec. Without, well, who cares what Quebec does? I don't think we agree with anything they do, so are we going to No, but the you're if you're if you if, you're, if you're with
0: the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> which are first-class NHL organization, yeah, yeah, right. you better be able to speak French.
1: Well, that's sure. Okay, but French. so you're you have to play to that market to okay. a certain extent. That's so what I'm does saying. That mean this you is I got to have a brother-in-law who's in the oil business to work here, like come on.
0: How about just fundamentally understanding and perhaps more importantly caring
1: well, okay. about where you're where you're well, going to be well, employed, sure. right? Like this that's is fair. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, uh, I think that they made. A, I'm not sure how much. I think it's probably fair to say. Did Pete Cirelli really embrace being an Edmontonian? It's hard to know because things went so bad, and it was probably a lousy place to be, Pete Cirelli. Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? Yeah. Like walking down the street these last 12 months, when your name's Pete Cirelli, couldn't have been any fun. I, I do. So, think do you it, not like it there? Yeah, you don't like I, it because probably people were mean to him.
0: When he was in <laughs> when he was in Boston, he's playing behind the uh, Patriots and the Red Sox for sure. And, then and the they're pa- winning cups. And they won a cup. And went six games in another series, sure. right? And so, but you're not in the focus 100%. In Edmonton,
1: you are in the focus yeah. all the You better be up for but that. That's like running the Dallas Cowboys or running the New York Yankees or running the Alabama Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide, because we're a one-horse town. Uh, I, I as much as you and me. to the Eskimos and I, I'm. i To the U of A and
0: to the Edmonton these, Oil it's Kings. It's all about hockey.
1: It's all about the winners. So. You know, I think that Sorry, whoever comes in here knows what they're getting into, and they're a fool if they don't. Um, but there's a lot of guys that could do the job. You just have to hope you can kind of find the right guy.
0: Do you buy the narrative out there that there's this uh, labyrinth of Oilers old boys that they have to deal with, or do you think that uh, do you think that Shirely pretty much had full autonomy? Because I can tell you, Brian Burke thinks Shirelli had full autonomy. Well, John Shannon thinks Brian Burke had or uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would think that he had full autonomy when it came time to pull the trigger on a trade. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I will not disc. I'm one of the few guys who will publicly say this that I still believe that there's probably some extra influence from outside. I think there was on the Hall trade. Right?
0: I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, I people like people generally assume while he affected uh, what transpired. Uh, you know, he had people push him on the Reinhardt trade. I think that was more Pete than people think. Mm-hmm. And on the Hall trade, people say, well, he traded Sagan. Of course it was Shirelli who traded Hall. I'm not necessarily buying that that occurred uh, with, with Taylor. I think there was some uh, some guys that uh, blamed Taylor for the position that some of them were in. And uh, we can't win with this guy. And that's okay. so that's whatever. It is what it is. When we come back in Orders Now, Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Race No. Uh we will talk about okay, it's a long shot. But to paraphrase one of the greatest lines ever in movie history, so you're saying there's a chance, this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. All right, 1248 in Edmonton. So Merck, they've won three straight. There's still 6 games out. Stafford Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta Century Mile opening up this spring. Yeah,
1: they're moving horses by the way into the paddocks it, Yes, ready,
0: absolutely. So. so there you go. We're going to have horse racing in this city come the spring at Century Mile. Here we go. Okay. Three straight wins. Still 6 points out. A bunch of teams to jump over. Pragmatically speaking, a yes. long shot. But never say never, right? Never say never, Bob. I mean, you personally live that (laughs) with one of your greatest predictions of all time. What was that? Before the Re- Oilers played the Red Wings in 06, yeah, yeah. on the Detroit air, you, you you I took De- Detroit you took Detroit in three. Yes, sure did. And I said the Oilers in six. And this is before I was working yeah, but you're for the a t- Homer. And I'm not. See, you, you say I'm a Homer, but some <laughs> some guys say I'm t- too critical. Not many, Bob. Not many. Not many. Really? Well, you know what? There's n- there's nothing. <laughs> I've never met that guy. Just just for the record, I want the team to win. Never make any mistake. Is and,
1: that guy's name Daryl? The guy that says you're too critical?
0: No, he's never said anything. <laughs> How would I know? You think I'm in communication with a guy named Daryl? Like Daryl from what? Daryl from the West End? Yeah. Daryl from the South Side? My other brother, d- Daryl. Your, um, your other brother, Daryl. Daryl, your other brother, Daryl. What was the other? What was the third brother's name? Yeah. So somebody know that by the? What show was that? Was that Newhart? I can't remember. Texas at six thirty. Six thirty. There was Daryl and Daryl, and who was the third guy? I'd so, like to. D-
1: so you the orders, in your six points out with sixteen to play. That's a that's almost insurmountable. I'll give yeah. you that. However, they're also. Three teams to pass, which is probably the harder part. Right, right. Three teams you have T- to. Ten get games to pass. at ten games at home. Does that sound right? Yeah, ten out of uh, sixteen are at home. But guess where they don't play very well. So, you know, here's what has. It's a tall order. A, it's a 500 team that's got to play about eight. Fi- uh, Larry, 750 I just hockey. got the text.
0: Larry. Larry was the other brother. It's a 500 team. If you and know we're what gonna I look just, at him and I, we're
1: going to say you got to play 750 hawk.
0: I just sorry to interrupt you. If I if one guy was going to send me the text. Mitch, thank you for saying, I knew it was going to be Mitch that was going to know that the
1: other brother's name was Larry. Good work. Um, So so the 500 team has to all of a sudden play 750 hockey. That's a pretty tall order, but let's expand our minds and say that it can happen. The team that's been brutal at home has to all of a sudden get really good at home. Okay, well you know, why not? Uh, The three teams in front of you have to falter. Down the stretch, and they're looking at their schedule just like you're looking at yours and saying, hey, if we win these games, we can make it. So, you know, it's a uh, what's that website? We should go to it. What's their chances of making the playoffs?
0: That's you know that website. Hey, Brendan, you know what that website is? It, what is it? Sports Logic? Is that it? What is I mean, uh, something?
1: I got it on my computer. But anyway, the point is they might have they might have you at ten percent. I don't think they're that high. I don't think they're that high, and I would have them at about five percent. But it's not zero percent. Uh. Anyhow, you can text us. <laughs> the, change is, the change is this, Bob. The the dream is this. The The team that's, they're not 500, right? They're 29, 30, and 7. They they're are not, not 500. 500. Right. they got to play better than 750 hockey yes, in the they last do. 16 games. Yes, they do. So that's quite If a they go
0: 12 and 4, do they get in? 12 and 4 gets them to 41 wins. That's, That's 82 points. 82 hockey. points. And then they'd have seven overtime. That's 89. I don't even know if that no, I think
1: it. you got to even play better than probably 800 hockey.
0: Could you imagine? Could you imagine the story you could write?
1: I'd, be, I'd love to write it. Could you imagine I'd that? I'd love to write it. Yeah. Huh? I love when a, when a, a team or a f- athlete or anybody uh, pens a story that goes against all common logic,
0: you and mean, that's what this one would be. You mean like when the Oilers beat Detroit in 6 yeah, Right, it was they? fun. They yeah. beat
1: Detroit. Remember the And not only did they beat Detroit, they trapped their way to the victory. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, McTeague came out with this wicked New Jersey-esque trap, and we were like, what? And they won. What a great story that
0: Babcock and Todd McClellan were part of that. I remember seeing Mike and saying, this team is all wrong for you. Well, they were that year. And they were that year. They were all wrong for them at that time. They were a better team, Mark, than an eighth-place team. They'd had po- uh, poor goaltending for the first 60 games of the season before Kevin Lowe went and got Dwayne Rollison. They didn't have a very good power play, but they were a really good five-on-five team, and they could roll. They yep. could roll the four lines. And yeah, they
1: got lucky. They got, a, you know, they got their Fernando Pisani became their, uh, you know, who's the yeah, guy he... in L.A.? What was his name again? John
0: Drews. John Drews, thank you. He did it in Washington. <laughs> he finished in L.A. But well, there's yeah. another Oh, good. Chris Contos. Chris Contos, was... Contos. There we go. That's right. See that's why you have me here. Is to
1: yeah, right. anyway they had all the things fall into place and they had a hell of a run and this Oilers team now 12 years later would require 13 years later all the things to fall into place. Well, it
0: kind score. of fell into place last night too when you think about it. I mean yeah. that the double hit at the side of the goal there. I mean that's oh my
1: goodness. I you said you seen one of those before? Yeah, I can't remember. No, it happened. It Craig Smith
0: uh, with Nashville. He's had two of the most bizarre. You can look him up during the break. Uh, he had an open net against the Maple Leafs, went in, and I remember because Lup- it was an empty net, and Lupo was chasing him, and he fired the puck over the net missed the net. Yeah. Like a, like an open net from three feet away. He skated in. Oh, I, three, I remember this. And yes. he put it over this. the net and into the stands. Right. And then two years later, he did the, the is it T.C. Chen? Is that yeah. the golfer? T.C. Chen he, was in the He track. did the, and, and his was even worse than the one last night. Yeah. Like his was like. Even more unbelievable when you well, t-
1: the double hit. Like I've done a double hit coming out of the sand. It's not that rare. It does happen. It's not like a, a perfect game in baseball or a twenty nine in crib where you don't or a hole in one where you play your whole life and you don't get it. You play crib?
0: Oh yeah. Anyway, how many guys out there play crib? Oh,
1: lots <laughs> of guys. Lots of guys the play. The double crib? hit in a hockey game in that situation. I, I'm just telling you, I've never seen it before. Never okay. seen a guy shoot his stop his own puck and backhanded into the slot <laughs> like. You know, there's a break you get because you're playing hard and playing well, and the hockey and gods give you one. And battled and hung in and didn't quit and all those things. Co- Koskinen battles a bit, eh? He does. Give Koskinen credit. You know, I'm having a hard time figuring him out, but all I I guess I'll just look at his numbers and say he's 924 since Talbot can I, traded.
0: Can I tell you something? I mean, being around sure. him, um, he's really smart. Yep. He's really grounded. He's yep. really mature. He has a sense of where he is in the mix here and where he's at and where he has to improve. Okay. So there... He
1: works hard. He's out early all the time.
0: Right. There's, there's, and he, he knows he ain't perfect. He's quiet.
1: Man, he's quiet. He is quiet. Six foot seven and quiet as a mouse.
0: You know what? But, but you can build, co- like, think of the contrast. Think of the goaltender that comes in that if you get a if you hit him high in practice, he doesn't want to practice for two days. Sure. We, the owners have had guys like that here. Or goaltenders that sit there and stare down defensemen after they make yeah, mistakes, you don't want that guy. right? And so there, there was guy a guy, there was a guy here in town that did that, yep. and uh, you can't. So this guy has got the right temperament, and he doesn't free pass himself,
1: and so. I mean, we all look at, you know, there's certain things that, that even us people who know very little about goaltenders can see. Right. He gets too often does he... Beat high. Gets beat high. Too often does he get hit in a glove, and the puck doesn't stay in his glove, but it lies there for someone to put in the net. I'm not saying he's the perfect goalie, but I also want to say that he's... that uh, Against Columbus, I don't think he made an acrobatic save all night. Right. Because he was absolutely in the
0: perfect spot for the Do him. you know what else shot. happened against you Columbus? Know? They were awful. Their defense... You know, the contrast, the game against Toronto, the Oilers were getting dissected on, uh, you know, Toronto, the Maple Leafs' D were headman in the puck. Took and them
1: apart pretty good. T- t-
0: yeah. t- took them apart. They were part of the reason why there were being plays made. And the Oilers were having challenges dealing with Toronto's speed. Columbus brought nothing. Their defense turned them. They obviously missed Ryan Murray because they were turning pucks over. The, the turnovers for two-period spec were 11-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, Oilers scored well. two goals off turnovers in that game.
1: Right. So. So, but anyway, to finish on Koskinen, like, I think I'm through saying, "Oh, look, that goal went in; it's a bad goal," because I've fought that many times. And then the game ends, and you know what? He only let in two, and they won three-two. And I guess I don't care how you look when you only let in two a night, because that's that defines a starting goaltender when your save percentage is over a lengthy, nah, semi-lengthy period nine twenty-four since Talbot got traded. Yeah. Don't bore me with the details of each little save and miscue along the way, Bob. 924 is good enough. I don't care how you get there,
0: right? There we go. 1257 off to Global News, Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Belt. More with Stoffer and Spectre. Uh, best one, two punch in a leak is right now. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.